Well, welcome inside Flames Post Game Live, brought to you by your Alberta Ram dealers, Brenda Parker, alongside Corey Sarich. It is a 2-1 victory for the visiting Colorado Avalanche, and they take the season series here with the win tonight. The third meeting of this month, and um, you know we kind of went into Saturday night thinking that uh, the Edmonton Oilers, Calgary Flames, that had kind of that playoff type feel to Pacific Division teams end up getting 40, uh, 14 goals. Tonight it was kind of more of what you would have expected between uh, these two teams. Uh, lower scoring, tighter checking. Yeah, both teams did their homework on each other and it was kind of a stalemate out there for a large part of this game. A lot of, a lot of the game was played in the neutral zone and a lot of the opportunities came from the outside and uh, kind of made it easy on the goalies tonight. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it started obviously the first period, it kind of seemed tentative to get going and we saw a couple of chances, but as you mentioned, it's just not of the 10 bell, not of the uh, grade A variety. And, and, and maybe that's a, a testament to the team's commitment on the defensive side of things, kind of trying to keep everything to the outside. Yeah. And <laughs> you don't get games like we had in here on Saturday no. yeah. very often. And, I guess you appreciate them when they happen, and especially when they result in your the right re, the, for the, the victory, direction yeah. of your your, <laughs> your own team. Yeah, sure. And they they come out on top, but it's maybe not an easy thing to come off of a game like that where it's wide open right. and high flying, and even to maybe just reproduce portions of that game. Maybe the coach doesn't want anybody to reproduce any yeah. part of that game. But yeah. and what we saw tonight was just nothing the same. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to put your finger on why, but these are these are two teams that were very well prepped for each other. Is that something that we see, though, in a game like this where when it is tougher to find chances, tougher to get to the front of the net, that special teams becomes kind of the difference maker whichever way it goes? Yeah, 100% tonight, and you just kind of knew um, whoever cashed in on their opportunities uh, with the man advantage yeah. just would probably come out of this game, and, and that ultimately ended up, being the case and it's not that the flames didn't have those chances it's just you got to give credit to the Avs killers they got the job done there at the yeah. end of the game and uh in some really crucial spots well let's as we talk about uh, power plays let's show you what uh, the highlights looked like in this game and uh, as we mentioned three goals and all of them are with the man advantage the first one comes courtesy the calgary flames this was a five on three opportunity and uh, tyler Tafoli makes no mistake with a one-timer look uh, that you don't see him in that spot necessarily all the time on the power play. No, not all the time, but it was it was nice that he's just another another option over there, and I wasn't sure if Anderson was go to going to go to him or not. And you know, this play really did start though off a of number 19 stake. Great patience and kind of outweighted, pulled defenders over to his side, and you got to take advantage of your five on threes. So 18 goals on the season for Tyler Toffoli and uh, his first in a few games, but it would be in that second period, a power play going the other way. And it almost looked like the Flames were going to get out of it kind of into the final seconds of that kill. But uh, Gail McCarr finds a way to get this one through to the net. Yeah, and the guys did a really nice job. They kept most of the opportunities on this power play to the outside, but you could just see it was a bit of a fatigued yeah. red group out there in the end. And McCarr, he's the one guy you probably don't want shooting out there. He's got a great release. Pretty sneaky with that shot, and good job by Nachushkin with the traffic in front. Nice deflection. Big body, and it uh, hits the body and goes in. 18 for Nachushkin, and then uh, we talk about the man advantage and how it can pay off. Well, they get one here in the third period, and it's uh, the same guy. Valerie Nachushkin gets this one back door, and it goes off the stick this time. Yeah, nice nice little shot pass there. It was a great entry by Kadri. Kind of caused all the confusion. He's mucking it up on the board here. And this is one thing we haven't seen from the Calgary Flames very often this year is them losing track of people and losing their assignments on 
the um, especially on the PK and especially number eight. He's so rock solid back there, Chris Tanov. That was maybe just a little bit of a misread because of the scramble on the boards, but he doesn't lose his guys like that very often. And uh, I think he'll make the necessary adjustments next game. Well, and then funny, if you kind of look at that one, uh, you know, the tight angle, that puck ends up, it almost looks like it goes under the skate of, of Good Branson. It, so it's through traffic, and, it, you know, a lot of times those are the ones that end up hitting something going away, but it, it finds its way perfectly right to Nikushkin, and that's just the, you know, the division, the line that uh, is sometimes between winning and losing. Yeah, and it's those small differences, and you look at just – Maybe it's just having a little bit more traffic going to the net tonight. It, maybe yeah. it is the odd bounce. Flames didn't get the bounces. They had one off the end boards there that uh, Kemper almost kicked in his own net. But uh, those can be just the little fine lines between winning and losing. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, you know, maybe as we kind of talk about chances, it would be, uh, well, let's start with, you know, Jacob Markstrom because uh, obviously on the home side of things, and we'll get to some Calgary Flames looks, but, you know, you mentioned his night work and his body work, and there were some good saves at different times, especially early in the third. There was some traffic. You mentioned kind of Colorado coming out in the first two periods and maybe uh, woke up a little bit in the third uh, in terms of the offensive side, but uh, here's a look at the body work tonight. What did you make of just the chances Colorado generated throughout the evening? Well, he was he was on his game again tonight, and I you got to give Jacob Marsh some credit. He's been ready to go every single game that he's come in. A couple haven't quite gone his way, but he's a fiery competitor. Uh, we saw it on one of the goals. He didn't like the traffic in his crease on that first Nachushkin goal. Yeah. But yeah, he has given his chance his team a chance night in and night out. And even with the heavy workload lately, he seemed very fresh in that. Yeah. And I just love to see him compete. He's look at here coming out high in his crease, making the saves. He's meeting tr the traffic that's yeah. in front of him. But again, I think maybe that might have been just a slight advantage tonight too for the Colorado Avalanche. They had a little more traffic in front of him than Darcy Kemper. Yeah was posed with at the other end. And they had some big bodies. I mean, like just at the end there, Miko Rantanen, uh, Nikushkin kind of there throughout the evening. Uh, how about Darcy Kemper on the other side of things? And just, you know, as we see kind of the differences, maybe that 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 is where it was. It's just some of the traffic that was not around. And Kemper's a big guy. Obviously, he's looking around, guys. But, you know, just being able to see a lot of the looks that the Flames had tonight. There was a lot of sharp angle shots on Kemper early. Um, Flames did a nice job of putting pucks on him early, yep. making sure that, you know, they know their, he knows their intent, and that's to get pucks to the net. But again, it was just the traffic that was missing, and even in their little press at the end when they had the goalie pulled, I mean, Rasmus Anderson has a one-timer, pretty easy glove save for him because yeah, he saw it all night long. And um, he had a real calmness about him in net tonight, Kemper. Like, he just didn't really panic on anything, found the pucks and found the rebounds, and that was pretty impressive performance and you can tell he's got a lot of confidence between the pipes well and it's funny because if you look through the the body of work against the flames this season he starts all three games against him obviously this one maybe uh, you know, i had the shutout in the last time they met but uh, he got yanked in the first game and then you know here you go tonight and it's you know 44 saves and uh, i would imagine a big confidence builder in these types of games you're playing you know top teams in the western conference you know on that side of things you know you you got to like what you saw from your goaltender in these moments yeah, and it's it's interesting when you see a goaltender playing with confidence. Yeah, um, they just make it look so easy, and they don't waste any energy. Right. The same could be said about Markstrom. Absolutely. Um, and again, maybe it was due to lack of traffic tonight, but Kemper just like he was so solid in his in his paint. Really, no no overcommitments on pucks, and the few that he did 
that were tricky that were bobbled or off the end boards. Yeah. He made them look really easy. The, the one that uh, goes off the, the pad, kind of coming off the end boards, that was the Rasmus Anderson shot. Uh, misses wide. Anyway, let's uh, go to our first uh, post-game reaction to this uh, hockey game. Daryl Sutter standing by at the podium. Uh, let's listen in on his thoughts tonight. Good. Pictures. Daryl, in this month, uh, three matches against Colorado, we've seen both your goaltenders, some wins, some losses, a lot of special teams out. What did you learn about your group, particularly in playing against the Avalanche? Well, I think when you're, if you just break it all out, uh, five and five for the year, we've actually scored more goals than them. But if you look in the, in the odd man stuff, uh, even tonight, it's two power plays. Goals for them, right? So it's a difference in the game. Penalty kill has been very, very good all season up until just a little sloppy. bit of Sloppy. Two games are very sloppy. Individual mistakes. The first one tonight, pucks should go down the ice. Forwards have two cocks at it. And the second one's just a straight read by our defense. Just straight read. Those are those are mental mistakes. That's what they are. It's very simple. Were there any indicators that this was starting to no. leak into the game? No. No. With penalty, like, there's a penalty kill no excuse through. for it. For, there's no excuse for it. The first one, puck should go down the ice. Ford's got a stick, shoot damn puck down the ice. Second one's just a straight read by our defense. It's very simple. We're not that, we don't have, we're not at their caliber, right? So you gotta, and first, and the second one too, it's 1-1 one, one going into third, and we take, take a penalty 200 feet from our goalie. It's a difference in the teams, right? Tonight was close at five on five, though. You already it was mentioned good. The yeah, five on five, we were good. I mean, I think we could have went, got around the net a little bit more. You can maybe get a tip or something like that. Five and five, those sorts of things. But when um, you're playing against defense like that, uh, you got a little bit of courage too. Is that an example of just the game getting tighter in this part of the season? You've been talking yeah, about that. It's two one game. I mean, it's a close game. You can't, you can't get any closer than that. You start to see things getting a little spicy out there. And I mean, you've seen a lot of fantastic rivalries through your time in the league. Can you give us a sense of how some of those famous rivalries develop? And are we starting to see that with these it's two only groups? rivalries when there's rivalries are developed in playoffs and in conference or division series, things like that. Otherwise, there's not. Right? It's been a few games now. How would you assess um, how Kelly Yarncrock is? He was better tonight than he's been the last couple. Is it things that he, is it things he's doing away from the puck that you think are better? Or? Yeah, I just you know every every team plays a little little bit different style, and I think he's there's still some things he's got to get used to with us. How long does it typically take a player to get used? Is it like ten? Hopefully games? tonight was long enough. Slide on the special teams in your power play. Do you power play scored. I mean, if you do that, right? just do it over the course of the year, right? But you can't give up two, and you can't give up when it's one one in the third. As he said, it's penalty kill, but those are just glaring individual mistakes. What do you think of Sean Monahan's return to the lineup tonight? He's solid. I'm not gonna converse about the player that goes in another lineup. If you're in a platoon situation, then make an impact. Otherwise, you just platoon. Doesn't matter who it is. Back to the, the PK, individual mistakes, that's not something that you need to – is that – like how do you correct that or what's the recourse after a game like that? Time of the year where 
you're still learning, still, still, but a little bit of process for some of these guys, right? It's a little tighter, so it's a little harder. Coach, what did you make of some of the chaos around Jacob Markstrom tonight, and how your team handled that? Like it was, I didn't really see it as very much. I mean, we're trying to keep pucks out of the front of our net, and they were trying to do the same thing. I don't think it was that that big a deal. I mean, they didn't have much really. Five and five until, you know, it wasn't much until the third period. And you look at it. Okay. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thank you. All right, there is uh, some thoughts from head coach Daryl Sutter and uh, post game. Well, let's pick up on a couple of things. And, um, you know, obviously, he, as we talked about here, I mean, penalty kill is, ends up being the difference in this hockey game. And um, yeah, anything stand out to you about, about you know, just a thought on the uh, man advantages and uh, the PK situations? Well, Daryl was pretty direct. Yeah. Uh, it's mistakes. And he said it's been a sloppy last couple of games. So, yeah, it is. It comes down to being mentally prepared when you go out there, and it comes down to executing properly. And there was maybe just a little lapse in both of those tonight for the Calgary Flames. And it is interesting to hear Daryl point out that five on five in this three-game series that they did outscore the Colorado Avalanche. Right. So it just goes, it puts more emphasis on what he's been saying all, all, all along, probably yeah. as long as he's been coaching, is that, you know what, the man advantage, you can't take stupid penalties. Obviously, he was very unhappy, but one that occurred a long way away from their net. Yep. And you, you got to think, though, there's a couple of pretty poor avalanche penalties, too, that could have bit them. But yep. I guess then it ultimately comes down to execution. For sure. And uh, being able to score on that opportunity when you get one late. Uh, we had another. Is Michael Backlund there? Uh, let's go listening on Michael Backlund now. He's there at the podium as uh, we continue live here on uh, Post Game Reaction on uh, the Post Game Show. It seemed like the game was pretty close and very tight at five on five, but it was special teams that was the difference. Is that how you saw this? Yeah, um, yeah, they scored two, and yeah, we only scored one. So yeah, um, yeah, our penalty kills got to be better. Uh, letting in too many goals uh, last two games. Um, yeah, so that's, we got to pick that up if we want to be good down the stretcher and. Um, yeah, I mean, probably got a big goal for us every five and three. Uh, but then we had a look in the, um, in the third as well and didn't capitalize. And five and five, I thought we we uh, played pretty well in the first and second. And the third, they were came out better than us. Um, we gave a push in the end, but yeah, overall, it wasn't wasn't good enough. Michael, we mostly talked about this penalty kill as a as a good news story for this team this year. What what's kind of been the issue? Where's the disconnect in the past two games? Um, uh, it's just uh, little details. Uh, when you break it down, uh, we get buried down. Um, you know, um, against Edmonton, uh, you know, I like Mike David coming in the slot, and he's gonna be really dangerous if he comes gets in the middle. And, uh, and today we didn't get to we didn't clear the puck um, on the first one, and um, yeah, I feel like. Um, we can do a better job, be on our toes and pressure more uh, like we've done all year. And we did play the top, I think, top two power plays probably in the league. Uh, we're up there uh, this last two games as well. But same time, we take a lot of pride in being, a, being better than the power play guys. And um, we know it's going to be really important for us here down the stretch and potential playoffs. Sorry, when the overall 
numbers have been good throughout the season? Like, is it easier to kind of keep that confidence despite a couple ones that don't go your way? Yeah, for sure. Um, we know we can be better. And like you said, we know we've been really solid all year. We had some, um, we had, you know, one or two games during the year were similar to this where we let too many in. And, but we rebounded and we played really solid after that. So um, knowing that we've been really solid all year definitely helps us, um, you know, into next game. Uh, we know we got to be better. What do you think, like, big picture from the three-game season series these guys? It doesn't, didn't seem like there was a whole lot to give either way. What, what do you take from it? Uh, it's been three tight games, um, fun games to play. Um, they're a really good team, deep team, and uh, uh, even, you know, they're, all, they're missing a couple big stars. Uh, they're still a really solid team, and... Um, so yeah, it's been uh, been some fun, tight games, uh, close games. Um, um, you know, it'll be uh, pretty cool to play them in the, potentially in the playoffs uh, down the road. We'll see what happens, but um, yeah, it's uh, uh, it's been some tight games. We're just talking about the penalty kill from your perspective. A little bit of a wobble the last couple of games here. What are you seeing that's contributed to the the power play goals against? Yeah, uh, we need to get back to working harder and work, staying connected as four and outworking the power plays. Is there anything that you can take away, Chris? I know, uh, sorry if it's repetitive to Michael, as you just heard some of these, but is there something that you can take away from just this three games in the last month against Colorado for your team? Uh, I don't know. We lost lost the series to them 2-1, so obviously we wanted to, to win tonight. Um, what would have been a big two points for us, so we have to learn from our mistakes tonight and um, regroup against a, we play a good team in, in two days. Sometimes when a part, an element of a game slips, you, there's indicators of that leading up to it. But it seems like the part the penalty kill has been pretty good. Did, did you start to get see signs leading into these two games that there's been that maybe maybe things were getting looser or anything? No, I think we we were killing well until uh, obviously letting three goals in a period against Edmonton, and then tonight was all special teams. Um, they got two and we got one, and that was the difference in the game. So. We need to bear down on our clears, on our entries, and, and like I said, start to get back to outworking uh, the PPs that are out there. Uh, Michael, we started to see some of the emotional stuff kind of just like across the board, the after the whistle stuff. Uh, could you give us a sense of how on-ice rivalries start to develop in the NHL? Like some of them, like Calgary, Edmonton, are kind of obvious, but how do these things uh, start to build and turn into good rivalries? Well, I think if you have a playoff series like we did uh, a few years ago with Colorado uh, and then um, you know, unfortunately COVID happened but still this year both teams are up in the standing so two good teams going at it so it definitely uh, make, gets the motion going and uh, they're big games so um, but yeah we want our revenge we didn't get it we lost the series here again but we want our revenge uh, from that series that we lost uh, just three years ago now um, 1819 and um, so yeah uh, that definitely started right there would you be opposed to seeing this team again in the playoffs yeah like I said we want revenge so it'll be great to that means we're both in the conference final which will be a huge compliment for us and uh, for them as well and it'll be a great series and like I said we'd love to get some revenge from 1819 um, where they all played us and we want to give back to them
we, when we did outplay them that season. So maybe we'll turn things around this year. Chris, sorry, can I just circle back on the penalty kill? Like, I, I know you guys are both frustrated about the way it went tonight. It, it's such a tough job to begin with. Like, in your experience, what happens after games like this? How do you use it eventually as a positive? Well, you you learn from from the goals against, and I mean, like I said, you gotta get better. Everyone that's on the ice needs to work together and work harder and um, do a better job. We call it the Ram 1500 Limited. But truth be told, there's nothing limited about it. Ram 1500, winner. J.D. Power Award for Best Driver Appeal. Flames Post Game Live. It's brought to you by your Alberta Ram dealers. Uh, moving our way through the post game reaction here following a 2-1 Colorado victory. Uh, over the uh, Calgary Flames here tonight, snaps a two-game uh, home win streak. The Flames won back-to-back -back games over Arizona and Edmonton on the weekend. Brendan Parker, Corey Sarich, uh, we kind of look towards the end of this uh, post-game show. Maybe just a quick thought. We heard, you know, Daryl Sutter mentioned in his press conference about um, about Sean Monaghan said solid in his return to the lineup after missing both on the weekend. What did you make of uh, number 23? I know uh, limited minutes in some form, but... Um, he thought the impact was there. What did you make? Oh, he's really good in the face-off circle. And, you know, that's that has a lot to do with your team having the puck. Yeah. Uh, he throws a nice little check in here in the first period. And I thought he was very noticeable in the first period and for, for good reasons. Um, like Daryl said, you want to make an impact. I think he's going to have to continue to work on his craft in his own end. I don't think it's the most natural Thing for him to just be out there and in a checking role but if that's what's asked of you he's going to have to just continue to de develop and apply himself and it might it might require becoming a little more physical it might might require blocking a few shots and just some things that maybe aren't the norm and then if he gets comfortable with all that going on maybe the maybe the offense will kick in a little bit too and you'll you'll get to contribute on the on the score sheet but i think where Daryl wants to see impact is just checking and good hard minutes and nothing against. Yeah. At 9-12 in the face-off circle, as he talked about this morning, that was one of the things he was focused on, so a nice night for uh, Monaghan in the dot. And uh, Obviously, the Calgary Flames are going to be uh, focusing a lot on uh, the shorthanded situation. That's the topic to share following this game tonight. Uh, switch gears just to, just for a minute here. Chris Simon, uh, nice little salute. And I don't know if we still have that in there, guys, but if we want to roll it back, uh, he's back in the house tonight. He gets a nice little salute from the fans and, uh, and a guy you played with uh, some time ago. Never oh, played play, against. Play, never sorry, played, never against. played with him. Yeah. I would have liked to have played on his team. Yeah, I was just going to say. Seems yeah. like kind of a nice winger to have up front. Probably yeah. feel fairly well protected. And uh, first time I had a run-in with Mr. Simon, yeah. well, his hair was about 30 times longer than it looks like it is in this picture. It was his days in Washington. Right. And he was the one scary locks. individual to play against. I was going to say a little intimidation there, right? And the Mohawk at times, and uh, we see the highlight reel, and obviously much beloved from the uh, 0-4 run here in Calgary as well. But uh, yeah, the, that was a tough man. Yeah, those are some big lefts he's throwing out there. Yeah. I had my the, my first very first game against him. I came down the boards, bumped into him, yeah. knocked him over, and he chased me all around the ice all night long. And I I took one. of pretty violent slash from him i remember that correctly and he was definitely sending a message yeah and i'll tell you what my gloves 
stayed right where they were, right. stuck to my hands. Yeah, zippered on. <laughs> Message good, received, good, good decision. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Were you rookie year? Is that? I always was, feel, was pretty close. Yeah, I was right. I was right fresh with Buffalo at the time, and uh, I had a, I got to play a lot of games against Chris Simon. And you know what was very impressive about him was just yeah. his goal scoring touch that year when he he filled the net. Was he was he with the Avs that year where he was filling the net, or was it a Washington year? I, can't I want remember. to say well, he had a pretty good run with the Avs. Yeah, and that, that might have been the year because uh, I think we were looking it up today, and I you know obviously went deep. I don't know. I think he played you know I want to say twelve games in that playoff run too. So somewhere in there. For a very tough, hard-hitting guy, he had a really well-rounded game. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was a heck of a player. 29 with the Capitals. There you go. Fact check confirmed. 29 goals, we're saying, right? That's Yeah, so that's... That's no, that's no messing that's around no right there. Yeah, almost 30-goal season. Uh, Chris Simon, one of the toughest to ever do it. And uh, nice little uh, welcome to the NHL moment for you then, too. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, probably not a great decision on my part, but I made wiser ones after that. After that, you got to learn the lessons along the way. Uh, well, that's good stuff, uh, Chris Simon. Welcome back in, uh, into the Sea of Red. And uh, as for the Calgary Flames, a little reset again here uh, following a 2-1 loss at the hands of the visiting Colorado Avalanche. But uh, the good news is right back at it again. It's the every-other-day league, and uh, it starts once again on... Uh, Thursday night with a date against the Los Angeles Kings. It'll finish off the six-game homestand against St. Louis coming up on Saturday. But as for us, tight checking game. Season series over to the top teams in the Western Conference going toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Maybe in a future meeting down the road. Flames post-game live brought to you by your Alberta Ram dealers. Thanks for watching, everyone, and we'll see you on Thursday night.